gorgeous soul. This is the Katie Blair Podcast, aka your activation station for magnetizing and normalizing your next inevitable massive up-leveling. I'm a virtual coach who focuses on designing your most epic human experience through building a purpose-filled and aligned lifestyle and or business. If you're obsessed with quantum up-leveling and you're done settling for anything less than everything you desire, you have arrived right on time. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to the Katie Blair podcast. Today, I have a special guest. This is one of my girl crushes, as I'm sure one of (laughs) many of our girl crushes. Today, we have Hartwell. Hartwell is currently living in Bali. She's one of the most badass creators online right now. She is well known for her magical fashion line called The Royal Codes, which is a fast-growing transformational clothing line that supports the embodiment of divine feminine energy globally. And she's a passionate singer-songwriter and vocal coach. From graduating with honors at a top music school and singing in front of over 30,000 people at Coachella, to supporting clients access their personal power through their voice and story and activating goddesses around the world, so much of her healing and expansion that she supports is rooted in freedom. Feeling the freedom to express yourself powerfully, unapologetically, and also while feeling sexy doing it. Her path has led her to show up fully expressed and highly magnetic while doing so, as she carries a mission to empower others to do the same. Heart, thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome. Hello, ladies, whoever's on here. Mm, I would love to start this off. Let's just drop in with like, what is the top word on your heart right now? Top word. Um, You know, it's funny. What comes to mind is pleasure Mm -hmm. Um, because I've been through quite a bit of a journey with my sexual physical pleasure. Like um, I'm actually was writing about that today, but I, the reason why it applies to me because I went through like I lost my libido and um, sex became pretty much painful for about seven years because of something that happened and like my health dropped. That's a whole story. But um, yeah, pleasure is the word that comes to mind because I've, I want to embody more uh, pleasure in all that I do, not just sexual or sensual, but just like, yeah, invoking and feeling the sense of pleasure just <laughs> and as many moments of my life as I can and to be very direct because I'm I love to talk about sexuality yes it's about things outside of sexuality but right now there's some things on the horizon for me with like potential lovership and so I'm like how can I feel more embodied sexy pleasure in my yoni and in my whole body so that's full transparency <laughs> Whole body pleasure. Okay, we're starting off with whole body we're going pleasure. right into it. I love. Let's that. just dive into orgasmic energy. I know, right? Like, why cut the bullshit. It's, it's literally, but it's also we're in this just time as a collective. I feel like right now, where pleasure is coming through in the most potent ways, either through light mm. or through shadow. It's like pleasure. Mm-hmm. In, I'm seeing people hit goals that are astronomical. I'm seeing new relationships forming. I'm seeing like personal power becoming like, we're just standing at this portal door and jumping right now into like, yes, more, but with the unapologetic sense behind it to really be like, yeah, sure. Yes. I'm going to claim this. I'm going to do this. So I love with that. I love it. What is your, so kind of, yeah, let's go in from that doorway. What is your 
what is pleasure really looking like in your life right now as it Mm -hmm. relates to all that you're creating? It's a beautiful question. Well, I, I live in Bali now, which is, it's pretty like, pretty much like a sunshine Island. And then there's times where it's just like downpouring rain. And so the beautiful gift is like my life choice to change from what I thought my success was meant to look like in Los Angeles. And like, the hustle there is like, I just extracted my flower that was wilting, like, and replanted it somewhere else to see like what magic and what beauty and yeah, what, what better feelings I could physically and emotionally and energetically experience. Mm. Um, and so I'm grateful that I've just been able to manifest, um, a feeling that feels more safe. I would say at the root of pleasure, we need to feel safety. And I didn't feel like I was able to feel a lot of like deep embodied pleasure when I was in my hustle bustle, a lot of masculine energy in America. And it's not that there's anything wrong with America. It was just like where my energy was at and I'm not really a city girl. And so there's just like this edge of not feeling safe that was in the undertone of my nervous system. And so since I've been able to like soften my nervous system and, yeah, like being more my creative energy instead of survival, get it done energy. Um, it's given me so much more spaciousness, which is, I feel like so much key for pleasure um, and lots of things. So like my, my morning, I have the most amazing croissant almost every morning by this French bakery that does it better than anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I receive so much pleasure from the experience of like working and waiting for that hot croissant to come out and like oh my god like I allow myself to express more of my like my ability to receive even like is it the food thing is it the the lotion thing is it oh like so yes like certain foods I'm able to receive pleasure so much my creativity is equal proportions of intensity and focus and executing tasks and managing a lot of energy to, oh my God, this new design, like this top that I'm wearing, right? I'm in the makings of like, there's so much pleasure I receive from, from creating new designs for Royal Codes. Cause it's like, literally I'm making it for myself also. And so there's so much like springing joy and excitement. And then uh, there's like an arc of creation where for me, I'm like, there's so much at the beginning. That's just like, it's like a new love. Like, oh I love this. Ooh, what about this? Ooh, let's try this. Ooh, this color, this color, this color. And that's like, springing of pleasure and joy and then on the arc to move the process through it goes to like okay now I need to I need to look at all the sizing I need to try this on clothes like how does this fabric work with this thing and like and logistics so I feel like I'm dancing in both of the worlds but the the main thing is like for example with Royal Codes is I want to continue to like breathe into the spaces that feel contracting because of the level of like work. Sometimes it is paired with creativity. I mean, like I could just be creative, but I would never actually just be able to get it out to the world if I stayed in the fluff. So I'm learning it's like 
it's okay to have the pleasure and the excitement. And sometimes it's okay to be like, okay, like I need to flex my muscles and move through the energy that doesn't always feel like immediately like pleasure, if that makes sense. So I'm doing my best to balance both. Yes. It's the balance of the masculine feminine as a creator and what we're seeing so much. So I'm more in like the coaching industry aspect of this, but what we're seeing so much is a lot of, you know, we're, we're building these businesses, whether it be an actual product or whether we are building a coaching business online. And so it's about the do, do, do getting it done. And now there's this huge rising of the weight. We can't forget to lean back into the feminine. We can't forget to make it pleasure filled. We can't forget to have the container of the masculine systems of where we can really set things up but then do it from a place of being to where it's potent, where it's magnetic, where it's really soul driven on every single level. So I would love to know kind of going then into the Royal Codes. This is the question everyone's going to be dying to know. What is the story? How do, where did it come from? How did it get created? You know, tell us what is the Royal Codes? The story of the Royal Codes it began before there was a name or a brand or an identity. It was me as a little girl going through my brother's big tank tops um, that I knew that he wasn't wearing anymore. And I would take push pins and scissors and I wanted to create clothing that felt like stretchy and like mm-hmm. went around my curves. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I kind of felt like I had a little bit of a boyish figure, but I used to just like look up to Jessica Rabbit, that cartoon from Roger Rabbit. And like, I want to look like that. (laughs) And there is for sure a defining moment when I realized I didn't look like that and wearing jeans and t-shirts and these like basic, like unshapely clothes. Like for me, just it, it didn't feel like it was inspiring femininity. And so I went through a journey of really connecting to my masculinity quite a bit and being a little bit of a tomboy And I didn't have the tools or like training to know how to like embody more of what I wanted. Mm. But I just, I started to, in that process, like I would draw on a regular basis, like these beautiful dresses and skirts and flowy things. And I grew up in a small town in Kentucky. There was not flowy skirts and beautiful scarves. It was like really like blue collar And so, um, (laughs) I just like, I had this fantasy world of creating beautiful clothes and flowy things. And I started doing it more when I was in the beginning of my twenties, I would take things from Goodwill and I would cut things up and I would, honestly, I was not very good at the sewing machine. So I would hand sew the first like Cleopatra skirt and I would hand sew these things and like, wow, this is inefficient with my time because it takes forever to do that. I just broke so many needles when I tried doing a sewing machine. And, um, and also like a really powerful defining moment was when I realized I loved genie pants and my mom made me an I Dream a Genie outfit when I was like eight and I outgrew it so fast. The fabric was so itchy, but I just like, I loved the okay. otherworldliness. Mm-hmm. So it was really those seeds of creative inspiration and desire to feel more feminine and feel more sexy and also feel like comfortable in clothing that started becoming more. So it was just a snowball effect that came over time. And when I started performing more as a singer, I realized that I wanted to cultivate a really unique identity 
on stage. So I started wearing the clothes that I was designing and, and it started as the, the Cleopatra with this little tie top and a cape. And that became my quote unquote uniform. That's what I wore in my shows. Mm-hmm. And women would come up and say, oh my God, I love your clothes. Where'd you get them? And I would simply say, I designed them. Well, can I buy it? I'm like, no, I'm not selling them. And so I had a hard, fast rule. I am not selling my identity because that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. And I didn't realize at the time how much healing was actually going to come from moving through this energy of like, if I share the clothes, if women wear them, then like, I'm not at risk of losing myself. Mm -hmm. And Ryan Fontana, who is um, my amazing best friend in the world and my guardian angel and the Royal Codes business partner, he would reflect to me. He'd be like, heart, this is before Royal Codes happened. He'd be like, why, why are you so threatened by other women wearing clothes? What is that? And so I started to turn over the rock and go, okay, I actually have a belief running under this, underneath the current that if other women dress like me, then I'm not as special. Mm-hmm. And as being in like an artist and wanting to be unique, I'm like, wow, I guess I feel like I'm, I'm giving away that thing that makes me special if I do that. So I just, I couldn't, I couldn't for years and so a year and a half ago, I started, I just like the, the tumbling blocks are going away and I'd have some women message on IG about it. And it was just like this slow process. But when the, I feel like the defining moment really happened when I, um, I started having like a really strong desire to make first was these, the genie pants that they're called the Empress pant. Mm-hmm. And and also, like, I was making the same pant for the women as I was men. Basically, I would dress up the guys I was dating for the past several years because I, like, I want you to be otherworldly. It's sexy. <laughs> and then we would, we would basically play dress up. Um, but, yeah, just my clothes, like, myself and, like, my boyfriend and maybe my close girlfriend would have the clothes. Um, but the defining moment of when it became, like, an exchange of, like, for profit or, you know, like selling the clothes was when I was first in Bali and I was with Ryan and he was just like, heartless, like, let's just go find a, an incredible seamstress that can make this because you can't do it yourself. So like, let's see what we can do. And we basically had the guy make a pair of pants that I had first made in Los Angeles, which by the way, in LA to make one pair of pants was like so exorbitant. It was so expensive. I was like, there's no way I can make a business out of this. It's too much energy to the cost is too extreme. Like I just can't. And, um, and so it was like, it was a much more reasonable price. And I liked who I was working with. And he was like, what if we make like 15 pants and we just bring them back to Los Angeles and you sell them online? Now at this point, my back, my bags are filled. I brought my like my keyboard out because I was also performing at a festival here. So I didn't have any space other than to stuff it in the keyboard. I'm like, I don't have any space for this. And it felt like a financial risk. I'm like, I don't know. He goes, how about this heart? I'll pay for half of it. I don't even, you can just like pay me back when you want to. I don't need to make any money off this, but I'm, I'm here to support you because I know your childhood dream is also to be a fashion designer. And I was like, oh my God, okay, shit. So we like put in $500 to make a bunch of pants and 
it was just like a leap of faith that he was there from the beginning with me and took him back to LA. And like, actually, even before we got back to LA, we sold three pants within the hour of making them. It was like, there was a, a magnetic energy around, around it from the very beginning. It was like, wait, how is this possible? And I went back to LA and through Instagram and through just like my connections, I think I sold all of them within like a week and a half or two weeks, which was, was a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there is, there's literally a, a magic. There's literally a magic around this. I didn't have a name for it at this time. Mm-hmm. It was just these amazing genie pants. And um, so that was like the tipping point. And then slowly I kept like, creating more of my other designs, but it was slow. I would just make like five at a time and like test the waters because it was new for me. My training was not to be a fashion designer. It was to be a musician. And so, um, it was like my training and learning has been really powerfully organic. So anyways, um, I hope the story is not too long, but no, I'm, doing I'm with to you. Give the You're making clear, okay. really clear sense. It's okay. Clear. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. my creative brain goes, I'm nope, like, I'm I'm find my way back. So, okay, yeah. great. <laughs> and then, um, there was this one week where I was working, like it was mainly just through Instagram. I made a few custom colors and I just literally started sharing it on Instagram and mainly Instagram had been a platform for me writing like positive messages and really like getting like the part of me that is a a spiritual coach. That's been another hat I've worn and been paid very professionally for is like, I use the IG as an outlet to share stories and to create some like whirlwind of healing through talking about taboo topics and my journey with it. And so up to this point, it was that and music and not, not clothing. So I just slowly like, I have this thing and it's this one of a kind piece. Does anyone want it? And it was the same thing. It was such a magnetic attraction. I'm like, whoa. And it was so much hustle. Cause then I'm like, I'm personally like shipping things out and doing this and doing this. And it was exhausting, but it was like one week I um, brought in five grand from working like nine hour days and just like managing so many different things. And I was like, Oh my God, Ryan, like, I don't know how this is possible because at this point music was making me nothing Mm -hmm. because this is when also, um, COVID started happening and all my shows were canceled. I'm like, okay, this moment I'm choosing to invest a lot of energy and love into music, but I, yeah, like I just like it created space and bandwidth for me to give my energy to something else literally like I didn't start well because just like oh I need to make money it was just like wow I have space to do something else let me try something else and Ryan saw how exhausted I was he goes hey heart like what if what if I help you what if I lean in and like we could create a website like (laughs) you know like right now uh, you're going to custom meetings and we go together some see you be the one carrying the bags with me like just badass, you know, strong hustle guy (laughs) carrying these beautiful bags of world codes. And I would custom fit people at their houses. Mm. So that's how it started. And I would create transformational experiences with women. And almost like nine times out of 10, they would cry and have an experience of, wow, I've never felt more beautiful. I've never felt Mm. my femininity like this before, like new feelings, new fresh energy. And I would just be there to hold space and to celebrate them and to be like a witness 
of their beauty unfolding. Mm-hmm. It literally is a transformational experience that I was having and, and them too. And so Ryan's like, okay, like, let's, let's do this. And I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, what do you want right now? He's like, I don't need to like, I don't need you to pay me separate, but like, what if you give me 20% of what we make together? Right. I was like, well, does that mean you have 20, you know, like logistically, does that mean you're like own the company? And so that we tread, I was treading really safely. Cause it was like right. my thing. I'm like, I don't know yeah. if I want to share percentages of my stock company with my boyfriend, you know, yeah. anyway. Um, and so then it's like, basically we just like last year, we were working so much. Like the hustle game was like wow. nothing. It was like, I wanted to make straight A's and everything with <laughs> it was happening. Right? It, yeah. Like, so fast. Back. Yeah. And it was not because we were sitting around. Yes. There was a magnetic energy, but Ryan, like literally him and I from the ground up built the website. He's not even a web developer. Wow. He is Japanese, which means he is smart. <laughs> <laughs> And so like we built the website with each other. I'm like the first photo shoot. I'm like, well, it can't just be photos of me because up to this point, it was all me. And they're like, well, what do we call it? And I sat with it and I just said a prayer. I'm like, well, women feel like they say they feel like a queen. And like, I was also slowly making things for men. I'm like, it's like a king. It's like, it's like a queen and king energy. And I just sat and literally it felt like spirit just like just like dropped it into my mind. That's how it was. It wasn't like I was sitting on a sketchboard, like this name, this name. It was like Royal Codes and it landed. And I was like, mm. oh, am I getting goosebumps even just staying here? And I was like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Like I have a, like, there's a very, very ultra spiritual side of like who I am since I was a child, like praying to God, praying to the universe and like, praying for goodness and like wanting the best for my family and my friends and the planet and like myself and like, um, very much like of service to like a a better world. And there is something that I felt like that word could access in my own spiritual journey, which was like believing that there is a speck of divinity inside of each human that is beyond human form and just like soul it's like a spark of magic and life that can bring something beautiful in this world through like cosmic energy and that sense of royalty and the coding like in the matrix coding that there's a recoding that can happen from activating in the clothing and I was witnessing it left and right I'm like this is no longer about my designs this is the fact that I have done a lot of deep spiritual work, mm-hmm. deep inner healing to, and, and like invoked to be a channel of like universal love. It's like totally nerdy, but I'm totally nerdy with spirit and, and it really has been happening. And, and so I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night with like visions of like this and that. And my brain is just designing the way it goes together and it fits and the cut and what, like all these different things for a while. I was having trouble sleeping. I'm like, okay, I need to turn this down. But that's that creative energy. It's like, oh my God, it's moving, it's moving. And sometimes I tell Ryan, I'm like, honestly, babe, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I feel like the channel is so open right now that I'm having trouble keeping up like the, with the full arc, because like currently I have like 40 things that I'm making and that's the way it is now. I'm like, 
I have so much creative energy that gets inspiration. I'm like, Ooh, let's do this. And then like the arc of, of when it's like technically quote unquote completed or perfected, if you will. And then I go through the sizing, the logistics of taking the photographs, working with Ryan, redoing the website. Okay. So just to like, just to land where we we landed like um, three months ago, we realized that we could no longer sustain being the king and queen of all goats. It was him and I holding it down, sometimes working 10 hours a day to get it to where it is like full crush spirit moving us. I mean, it sounds like Ryan, like what compels you? Wow. I'm like, spirit is moving through you. Like, I mean, he's never worked like this towards anything. He's but you know, he's I, he, like his drive is like on another level. He's like, I don't, I feels like spirit. I don't know. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you froze for a second. <laughs> oh gosh! If you can hear me, <laughs> froze on the funniest thing. There we go. Can you hear me? Oh, wait, you're muted. There you go. Okay, that was okay, hilarious. Okay. I took a screenshot. I'm going to have to send it to you. It was like right when you did this. <laughs> um, anyway, wow. so like to, to draw it in, I hope this, like I said, this is a journey. It's not a short story, but to land the plane, we realized that we needed to hire a team and it was really becoming clear that, so now we have like expanded our seamstress team. We, I have a personal assistant. I'm so grateful for her. We've like have an IG manager, influencer manager. We now have like hired two different people to help create the jewelry pieces, which took all last year. And so those are slow to get out, but I just, cause we have a really high level of like what we want to share is like is quality and premium is possible. Mm-hmm. We do not do fast fashion. We do not like just try to put something out to make money. We want everything to be really dialed in. So customer service is like pretty top, top number one on our like priority list. But we now have a team. I have a, like hired three new people this past month. So it's growing yeah. really fast and we're investing a lot. It's like when you grow, grow a team, it seems like, you know, you start really sharing everything that's being brought in. Cause it's about, it's a matter of like reinvesting into the company. So it's more sustainable right. because sometimes I was just, I was hitting some serious walls where I'm like, I have to lay in bed all day. I can't, yeah. I'll just work from bed. Yeah. I can imagine. Anyway, and world, world codes is born and I'm so grateful to be so fully international. So you're literally telling me that this really opened up about a year ago and up until about three months ago, it was just you and Ryan pretty much. Pretty. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh. Heart. That is is mind blowing. I had, I had no idea that it was all that recent. Like there isn't a woman that I know in this kind of arena of social media that isn't wearing royal codes like it's just it's become one of the most I think it's just freaking incredible mm. Yes, mm. the clothing the branding behind it and hearing this story I can only imagine that every single person that listens to this as well is gonna fall a thousand times more in love with the brand just <laughs> all came to shape and so it's just so wild to witness 
to witness the the energy that was built up in you from a little girl behind this just really what it meant to be in your expression and to be in your happiness. And then when you started creating it into the clothing, how you didn't want to necessarily share it with other women. And then you slowly started taking those bricks down and boom, it just blows up. And it's a really beautiful example, I think, of just how when things are really done through the heart with full trust, but without the attachment to the I'm doing this because I want it to work. I'm doing this because I want it to sell out. I'm doing this because I want to build something big. It literally was coming through you as something beautiful. And you led with that avenue of purpose instead of the avenue of the ego. That's how it. And then just you as the being behind the brand, like, of course, it blew up because you're just you're so on there just being you. And that's what people love. That's what's so raw about your corner of the social media universe is that it's just so raw (laughs) and uniquely you, you know? So thank you for that? that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so beautiful to listen to. So what would you say, like, where do you see, what direction do I want to take this? Now that you have really created the Royal Codes, like it has landed, the ship has sailed, it's taken off, (laughs) it's booming. Where do you see the pieces of you or in an ideal world, where do you see the pieces of you really landing together? Because you also, you're producing music at the same time. Your new song, Lava, just came out, which I'm obsessed with. I love it. I know. Thank you. You, Do do you you love it? I do. (laughs) Yes. How many times have you said that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so where do you see, what's your vision for do all these intertwine? Is it, are you just floating day by day? Now that Royal Codes is taking off with a big team, are you, where's your energy and attention moving? It's a beautiful question. So I, I've realized it feels like, it's, I mean, like what it feels like is it's like, uh, you know, I have a relationship with the the company and the branding and the mission for like my life. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the trajectory of world codes, we want to keep, we want to be able to get it like this, this mission, like the, the divine, divine feminine movement is what like my mission statement is with this is to really create a community for a sacred sisterhood to be woven where there's a recognition of each other through the clothing line and be like, Oh my God, we get each other. There's like an understanding of what, yeah. What the embodiment means and like what the expression means and what freedom, like it's, you know, it's like, if you see people with like the mom, you know, a certain tattoo of like sacred life, you're like, Oh, like we get it. We get spiritually. It's like kind of like that. And um, so I really want to keep, like one of my missions is to, to get, uh, to have 1 million women on this planet be able to activate in the clothing because it's not about like it, what I feel. Do you know the term, the hundredth monkey? Yes. Okay. So my, yeah, my vision with that is that I can support an, through like these tools and through this intention, a hundred, like a million women activating in the royal clothes clothes in some capacity to create a like 
a web of this energetic, of this like expression and freedom and recognition of that divine feminine spark and like creating more freedom to, to embody it through life. Not just like, Oh, I dress a certain way. I'm at home. Like, no, go be free, do it everywhere. Um, and so that's something that's, uh, in my heart, because I do believe that there's like the more that we can associate and identify with something and, and to give permission slip for other women to do the same, the more empowered it's going to all feel. So yeah. that's a personal mission that I have. Um, and two, there's a men's line that we, I have a photo shoot later today with, by the way, I, <laughs> I have this incredibly gorgeous Indonesian man that's like, you know, Aquaman, the movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He looks like Aquaman's <laughs> little brother to his body, to his hair, to his face, to his beard, to his I tattoos. Love I love it. I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating. And he is also a famous actor and a model. And he fell in love with the clothes this past week. He's a friend of mine. He's like, oh my God, like, I want to help you. You're my friend. Like, mm. let's do this. So he's going to be our first like power male ambassador. And we're doing a shoot uh, later today, today, which is going to be exciting. And I'm going to be taking the photos. So I wear lots of different hats. One of my passions is to take photos of gorgeous men. Mm. <laughs> Like I can help it. Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, turn that way. Turn that way. Um, There's perks. There's perks to the job. (laughs) Um, And so that's another like foreseeing in the future is the, um, we might call it like literally we don't have all the branding landed. I was calling it King Codes, but literally we're at a, yeah, we're at a crossroads where you might call it warrior codes because it's really supporting men to embody like their inner strength and their courage, but like the that power of their heart and being able to embody that sense of sexy confidence. Like mm-hmm. I'm a man, like hear me roar, like that feeling that I feel like a lot of men don't get to experience with normal clothes. And that's another beautiful thing I've been able to, to take men on is like, journeys where they have a transformational experience. Like, Oh my God, I have never felt like this in the clothing, like heart. No, you have to hear me. I have never felt like more of a King in my life than right now. Like, what did you do? How did you do this? Um, and so there's another window of the, you know, a wing to the house, which is the men's stuff. Um, that I'm excited to, for that to get public. Cause that's not yet. Um, and there's a wing of the sacred adornments, which there's only a few pieces out, but I, I truly believe that there's like, so here's like a ring right here. It's a crown. And I really believe that there's certain like adornments that we can bless ourselves with that can create magic through the intentionality and through the energetic of them. And so I have 20 things that I'm working on right now from, um, gold, beautiful hand hammered toe rings to, um, a goddess necklace to three different armbands and like so many more to like slowly, but gracefully get it out. I want to do it faster, honestly, but I'm in human time. (laughs) So that's a trajectory is like, just keep, keep moving things forward on a musical, um, level, my heart's, my deepest heart's purpose when it comes to how I can like support through an, a gift or an offering feels like since I was a child, at least the heartbeat is music. Mm. I'm so passionate about songwriting and it's just, it's like, it's the deep cut of my heart 
mm-hmm. it's through the songs that I write and like my desires and like what I wish. And, um, there's so much music that's not online right now, but I've been singing since I was seven. I went, yeah, I went to college. I like trained in opera and classical. Like I paid my dues and there was a part of me that was like, why haven't I succeeded? Like my childhood dream, I'm disappointing myself. Like I went through some dark night of the soul of being like, should I give up my music career? Because it hasn't taken off yet. When you are deep in music as a kid, you are told that if you don't succeed by 17 or 18, your career is most likely never going to take off. That is the way I was entrained by so many adults because I was a recording artist at a young age. And uh, yeah, so I've had to soften so many of the, the conditioning stories about being an artist or being a woman. It's like, what is that? bullshit that like once you aren't like a teeny bopper that means you're not like attractive it's Mm -hmm. weird there's a lot of stuff that like I had to rewire but I'm like you know they say that all you need to be like successful as a musician is 10 epic 10,000 fans and the part of me that's like I want to be on that stage and holding the candle to like Adele or Alicia Keys epic artists because I have trained to do that I had to let go of that like desire for like the big stage or the fame or the fortune. It wasn't that it was about those things, but that was a product of like what I would see. If I looked around and I saw that my account was like this and like my royalties are making me this and I got these shows gig, then I'm successful. Right. And so I've just softened the edge, but I do still like have a desire to sing on the stage in front of 70,000 people and create a wave of music that takes people into a feeling of Woodstock. And I don't mean that because of like a hippie culture, so to speak, but a space that people can really intrinsically feel like, wow, we are all connected here. Like we are here for a common purpose and our hearts are connecting. And I want to just like weave magic, like on stage, Mm -hmm. not like super esoterically, but just like literally like create a space for people to feel um, a sense of oneness through songs. Um, yeah. And to feel emotions together and healing together. And I've done that on small scale stages, lots, countless, but bigger stage. And yeah, being able to be seen as a successful Spotify artist would be amazing. So, um, those are goals for music to just be like really proud of myself. Be like, okay, I've been able to give the gift and, and, and connect to enough people that I'm like, I feel good about myself. (laughs) I also want to have some music and movies. That's like a childhood dream. So, and then the last thing, I feel like I'm on a rant. Is this too much? No, never. Ladies, if I look, I am long winded ladies. Okay. If you hang out with me, (laughs) don't give me Red Bull unless you want my, (laughs) me to burn your ears off. (laughs) You're just, you're asking me questions that I am very passionate about, which is why, yeah. Um, I'm long-winded, but the last thing for my own evolution and expansion is romance. Mm. I am living in the mystery right now of what romance is meant to look like. I have been with, so Ryan Fontana has been my boyfriend and sweetheart and transitioned also into like business partner, co-founder the past year for three years now. And over two years ago, I started realizing that I just like, I wasn't feeling a lot of really strong sexual energy towards him. And I was also dealing with like 
my libido slowly coming back after my health crisis stuff happened for seven years. And, but sometimes we just wouldn't feel a really strong sexual charge. And I blamed it on me kind of, I was like, I just, I would, I took responsibility. I was like, maybe just like my yoni is just not open to be sexual and activated that often. And, um, yeah, until I feel like my libido has been coming online and like, I slowly started to want to create more connection with like other men, not to be dishonorable or anything. I was just like, wow, I'm having natural desires. And I had to really move through any of my shadow of hiding this to, to into full transparency with Ryan and where we're at this really interesting crossroads right now, ladies, which is I'm in a place of wanting to feel more passion, more fire. And he, and I both agree, there's just not a lot of charge there for us. When you have sex once a week, but you love each other so much, you're like, I feel like we have sex to just like kind of keep the energy alive versus like, God, I just want you. And I know some people say, well, like, well, sexual energy diminishes over time. And maybe that's true, but I'm in a place right now in my expansion that I just have strong desires to feel sexually desired and wanted and like chased after and like like where our kisses can be melty and we just like melt into each other. And like, yeah, like feels like I'm living in some like 10 year old fantasy where I'm like, he loves me so much. Um, but the crossroads is that I don't know where our relationship's going because we have gone through some potential uncoupling conversations and the juicy thing that is happening is there's this guy that's coming out here that is so in love with me and literally (laughs) talks to me like every girl's dream would be like to be talked to with this much like love and passion and devotion and sexual sexy energy. I'm like, what is happening? Um, We've never met in person. I met him because he's a content creator that wanted to work with Royal Codes. And on the immediate moment of seeing his face, I was like, whoa, you are cute. Mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and that was like six months ago now I think and he's coming out here in two and a half weeks oh he's getting a key toss he says he's coming here to be with his queen I he knows I love Ryan I still love Ryan with deep devotion like we're still so sweet to each other I don't I don't know if there's like one perfect man for me I don't even understand like I just feel like all my stories around romance are just dis- dismantling and I'm like I want Ryan to be in my life forever mm-hmm. but we're taking sex out and I want to feel passion so that's where I'm at that is beautiful I'm really glad that you brought that to this space I saw even when you brought it to Instagram there were so many women who were like oh my gosh I'm feeling this same kind of thing. And it only makes sense. You know, you're talking about this path of awakening the divine feminine. Of course, these pieces of you in every single area of your life are desiring to live this in the most awake state possible. Mm -hmm. So I think it's beautiful that you're allowing yourself to follow that. I think we need more of that in this world in this time, more women trusting themselves to lean into what their desires really are in every single area of their life, what really they want and having the courage and the freedom to create the most magnificent existence 
possible because that's why we're here. And you're such an activator for that in so many people and all these things. If you guys didn't know what she was talking about earlier by the hundredth monkey term, it's essentially like there was this study done, right? And they did it on um, these, there were these monkeys who lived on different continents And as soon as the monkeys on one continent, it was like, I think it was 100 of them learned a new skill, then innately somehow the monkeys on the other continent started picking up the same skill. So it was going to, without ever having content with these other monkeys, so it was just going to show collective consciousness and how once we reach a level as a human species or animal species or whatever, but as we reach a level of awareness among the masses in some way, then without having to do anything, the consciousness of the whole collective starts to shift. And so I think heart, just like as your mirror right now, you literally are an embodiment of this. And what's, what's so beautiful about the way that you do things is that you're an embodiment of this in everything you do, but without really trying to be like, it's genuinely, you are literally here walking your path with the desire to spark the divine feminine. But the second anyone comes into your energy, no matter what it's around, their divine feminine just automatically gets activated. Whether it's they're wearing your clothes, whether it's they're listening to your music, whether it's seeing you on stage dancing, whether it's, you know, going to your Instagram page. Like when I'm having an off day or when I'm having a day where I feel like I'm not being myself, like your your account is the account that I go to, to like remember to not take myself so seriously and to remember to like, that I'm a badass and that I'm a goddess and that I'm part of this divine feminine, you know, like you just, you're a walking embodiment of this. And the fact that you're willing to come on and share so many different pieces of your life and how it relates to this is so freaking beautiful. And I just feel so honored that you, you are open to sharing all of this with us because literally just hearing you talk, I know so many people listening to this are like, oh my gosh, we're not so different. Oh my gosh, it gets to be, you know, like you just follow your magic and it gets to be this beautiful thing. And I think it's amazing how through everything you were able to literally manifest every dream that you've had. You are the fashion designer. You are a musician. You are creating the romantic story of your dreams. And it's, it's beautiful to just for this story to land in a way to remember that it doesn't always have to be the way that we think it needs to look, right? You grew up thinking it has to happen by age 16, 17. It has to look like me on a stage giving something to this huge name of people. But actually, you have become this musician who is dancing on stages, but instead of thousands of people yet that you don't know, you're starting from this beautiful place where you know the people in the audience and you're dancing with them. And it's this fun thing. And I know none of us have any doubt that you're going to be in front of 70,000 people on stage at some point. Like there's just no question about it. So I just wanted to reflect that back to you because it's truly, truly incredible. What does it mean when you hear me saying this stuff? What does it mean to you to like, where does this, what is this spark within you? This divine feminine fully expressed, every woman deserves to be this. How does this live through you every single day, even when it's hard sometimes? (laughs) So what y'all don't know is I have tears coming out of my face right now. That is 
a really, really powerful thing to say about anybody. So thank you so much for that, like, recognition. Yeah, I mean, I got a pretty open heart. I'm like, you just hit me with a bunch of love darts. Fuck. Oh, my God. It's the truth. Um, I don't remember your question, but I remember you asked me, how does it feel? <laughs> All I can say is I feel touched and moved, and I'm, I'm honored and... I know that I feel like I signed up for some important things in this life and I went through some really intense, painful things with my heart and like my family and dad and like mm-hmm. feeling rejected by women growing up and um, some serious heartaches from broken loves and in my health journey. And so I've been so humbled through this process, like no matter how shiny I am, it's like some things kept washing me down to never forget my human and to stay really relatable. Um, because I feel like that's, that's the big thing that can happen with artists is they get put on such a high pedestal of being a God that the human part of like actually being touchable or connect, like you can actually connect to their wellness or what they have been through. Um, I feel like that I've had a few conversations where people are like, if you had made it as a musician, think about where you'd actually be right now. Like Mm -hmm. how you'd have to be having this life and this story of like, you know, the magazine, who you have to be, all these eyes on you. You have been given a gift of the space to go through your healing journey and your spiritual journey so that what you offer can come from a deeper, more real human, authentic, integral place that can hopefully create greater positive change than just me being some fancy shiny star that doesn't have a deeper like a bottom line of like why why I want to do this because I love when people feel connected and why and when I can feel connected to people you know and I realized that a few years ago I was like well that's my why is because it feels so good to feel connected in a group of people it's like the funnest thing ever we're singing together and (laughs) yeah versus disconnection which is what I've experienced a lot of in my life so so what is your to kind of close this up what is your for the people listening who are like Hart Sawyer is such a badass and (laughs) now I feel activated because I know that Mm. you know it's really it's this super real genuine experience you know what are your what's your advice for the women listening that either have a hard time staying tapped into their divine feminine or just feel like they're in this never ending cycle right now of like, they can't get it right. They're trying the things, but it's just, they can't really make it happen. They feel like their magnetism, they just can't figure it out. They don't get what other people have that they don't have. What's your advice for them? It's such a beautiful inquiry. So the best advice is pretty much what I've personally gone through, not just what I've like read in books, but in some of my low of lows, what helped me like move through the energy to get to the other side was like the deep perseverance of like seeing the best version of myself and letting that be the light that I hold myself to the comparison. It's not to other people. It's not to other people's success or what other people have or other people's bodies It's like, think about the version of you that you would be the most enlivened and happy about. How does she act? How does 
How does she share? How does she give her gift? And I feel like key is like giving the gift of your love and your essence is what can bring the abundance in like being living as the gift. Mm. And I, I feel like there's a lot of different processes that can support, but like, I'd say if you can create a dream board, dream boards can be really effective ways of like seeing, like not just seeing where you are and feeling stuck in that, but where do you want to go? And when that dream board, you feel like it hasn't happened yet, just keep revising it and, and, and creating more of that magic and just keep believing. Um, when, um, I'd say it was about three, four, four years ago when I was in LA, I could only afford like a garage Airbnb because rent was so expensive. I'm like, I don't know how to do this budget on my music career right now. And like all my health stuff I was going through. Oh, sorry. And we're back. Okay. We're back. Sorry. That was my Taylor calling. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those days. Um, but just as a small example, I, I remember when I first watched the secret and heard about the word manifestation, I'm like, Oh my God, can I change my reality? And when some things were really tough, what was like my, my like starry night sky just to get me through was my affirmations that I had. I was like, okay, I want to live in a beautiful house with like flowy air that's spacious. that has like the smell of incense and like, like it's like peaceful and it's beautiful. And there's like three bedrooms and like there's trees and there's a yard and there's all these things. And it wasn't that I got it a month after or a year after, even two years after, but I realized that I'm living in that spacious incense burning around. I live in Bali. I didn't even know that's what they do. They burn incense everywhere, like all around the house. Like I live in that fantasy and my, during the time I was attached to being looking like Los Angeles. And I realized like the more that we can just hold the vision of what that feels like and comparing ourselves to our greatest self and doing the dream board or doing the affirmations. And even if you're, I mean, this is like, uh, you know, this is a, a tantra kind of practice, but if you want to actually be a match to the frequency of something that creates more pleasure, there's such practices as self-pleasure practices or being in a state of pleasure after a massage or something where you can be in an open, enlivened state and then imbue your frequency into those energies of like, oh my God, I'd love to have this, this feeling and that feeling. And what does that feel like? And like, feeling into the, the energy of what it feels like, not so much what it has to look like. And that's what I'm believing in as far as really manifesting and changing our circumstances to be more beautiful. How have you found? And, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. You finish. All I was going to say, and as far as like tools, mm-hmm. I, I really like, I really believe in what the Royal codes can do to offer like ability to a own your value and be connect to your sexy. Like that's a frequency and energy in and of itself is just don't wait. I've had some women say like, well, I was going to wait like a year and a half to buy real codes till I felt like I was in the right shape. And mm-hmm. I said, F it. I want to feel worthy of that even where I am now. And I went ahead and invested in the clothes and that has helped me drop 10 pounds. So, 
so it's a fascinating energy, but what I was going to say is I'm offering, um, I sent you a coupon. Yes. Um, so I'm going We're to make one. Discount. Yes. If in the event that I can support, yeah, giving a discount, uh, for any of you beautiful goddesses that would like to feel more connected to any of this energy, I'd love to support. Yes. So I have one final question for you, just because in that last I had the final question come up. So what is it? It's kind of like a, it's a kind of a two-part thing. Okay. So if, okay, so we're like, yes, we're going to make the dream board. We're going to go for it. We're going to be our goddess. We're going to allow ourselves to tune into pleasure, which is funny because that's the word that we started this off with. So we're going to tune into the pleasure. What was the key for you in learning how to do that in an unapologetic way, even if people in your life didn't necessarily agree with what that would mean? And what was your key to creating that on social media and a place where so many people fall into comparison? Mm. So let's start with the, those are big questions. So let me start with the first one. How was I able to embody this unapologetically? First off, it's not an overnight thing. It's not an on-off switch. So be gentle with yourself if you feel stuff show up. But part of the unapologetic thing, that the what's underneath the surface, on the surface of apologizing, is feeling like you're going to be judged. Like, oh, like it's the self-conscious part of each of us that feels like we're, we're too weird or we're too awkward or we're not pretty enough. It comes from lack. So the more that we can fill our own cup with like our self-value, our self-appreciation, like self-love is here, but the word self-love doesn't have value unless you can understand how to apply self-love. And so the more that I personally could just appreciate the scars that I had or, or the fact that I had this and just like keep softening the edge of my own judgment towards myself the more that I could feel free to live unapologetically because I'm like, well, this is me. Like I've, it's like, I've accepted this part of myself. And so now I don't need to look to others to be accepted by that. Like, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I have a missing front tooth. It's a canine. And I had an extensive $5,000 surgery. And during that process, not only did I not want to spend that much money on my face and my tooth, Mm -hmm. but it was like, I had a, a really challenging thing happening in my mind, which is what if, what if my following thinks I'm ugly? Like I'm from Kentucky. Like what if they think I look like pudonk, backwoods, like can't afford to take care of myself. So I'm just like missing a front tooth. Like I went through a whole process of like, wow, like I don't feel as pretty. I don't feel as this. And first I needed to become aware. Like awareness is the key for change from in my experience. And so I was like, wow, like I'm just going to have to own it. Right. It's like, Either I feel like afraid of people's experience of me and then I put that energy into my field and then I might attract that. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to make it cute. Like I just had this joke. I'm like, I'm going to call myself a pirate just so I can own it. And I have a missing tooth unapologetically. Yeah. And, um, and it's because I had to work through the story that I thought other people might tell about me. And to just own it and to claim it and be okay with my imperfections or my differences. And I feel like that's probably at the seed of it is self-acceptance and self-appreciation and the practice of giving that to yourself so that you don't have to seek it in others. Yes. That was a perfect answer. That was a perfect answer. Yeah. And then finally, how do you, in a world of social media where you're creating this, how do you not fall into comparison? Mm. 
Well, I, I'd say like, I know the journey of comparing to followers and comparing to likes like once in a while. I'm still like, wow. It's like as powerful as work as I do. I'm like, I'm amazed that like I have, you know, some friends that have like whatever that mega influencer followers. I'm like, what did, what was their tipping point? How did that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I personally know that dance, like if I've thought, you know, whatever, I, I just realized that the greatest comparison that we can have is to the, just like the positive impact that we personally can make to our community. And, um, what's funny, I'm actually blessed with something. I can't see the, the, the likes for some reason on my IG, I can't see the amount of likes that's on photos or my own. I have to click into a button to see my own, like the insights. And that's been a gift for me because yeah, like, we all want to be liked. We all want our photos to have lots of hearts, right? But the more that I just was like, wow, I'm just going to give this my best shot and unattach myself to the outcome. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been times I'm like, whoa, like this was an intense share. Like I really went deeper into myself. Like I share more vulnerably than um, a lot of people. And I feel like that's because like my mantra literally three years ago became authenticity and vulnerability because I felt like I was living a fake version of myself to try to look perfect for others. Mm. That shit don't work. It isn't actually the answer to feeling more embodied and beautiful. And, um, and I know, especially with like all the face tuners and the things I'm just like, when I was dealing with a lot of, uh, my gut on uh, my weight was fluctuating and there, yeah, there was a part of me was like, I don't feel like my tummy looks good. So I don't want to post it. And like, I've just, the way that I show up in my in- inner life is the way I show up on my outer life. And so I think that for me, I've just like, I'm giving as much love and care and self-support and like support around me. Like there's just like an overflow of love. And I feel like that's what I'm able to now bring to my IG is like, a piece of me that's real and authentic versus I'm trying to get this to get likes. I'm not going to say when something gets 1500 likes, I'm not like, wow, wow, that's amazing. Like it's special. I got so many comments. Wow. Like, but I'm just, I'm giving from a place of love and authenticity. And the more that I can be okay with what I am and like have that same piece of self-acceptance the better off I feel like I am with what I might expect of others. Just be like unattach myself. Okay. I'm going to post this and I put my heart into it. Usually I write like two hours per post. I'm just going to let it go and like be unattached. And I feel like that's a big one. Just being unattached to the outcome. You can say a little prayer and like, just let it go. Mm. Yes. Heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for all you stand for. Thank you for all you are. If anyone listening, if you guys have not yet checked out Heart online on Instagram, she is at I am Hartwell. I'll link this in the show notes as well. And the Royal Codes. If you have not checked out the Royal Codes, she is so kindly gifting a 15% off code that is also going to be in the show notes as well for the Royal Codes. So Literally, we touched on so many things. This is this is so much fun to do. Thank you for coming here, for sharing all of you with us. I know that there was 
so many people who are going to be taking away so many golden nuggets from this conversation. And it was such an honor. Thank you for being here. Mm, Thank you so much. This was so wonderful, Katie. Thank you all for being along the journey. Hope to uh, see you on IG or in some royal codes. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, it would mean the world if you could leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if we aren't connected on social media yet, come say hello on Instagram at Katie underscore underscore Blair or come visit the website at www.katie-blair.com. I highly recommend you put anything that pinged you from this podcast episode today into action ASAP. I honor you for being here and cannot wait to see you on the next episode.